0: Thank you Welcome to Security Stories, where we're going to discuss the good, the bad, and the lies that come with being a security guard. Warning, this episode is likely to have inappropriate language and discussions involving violence. Welcome to another episode of Security Stories. Where we're here on a quick shot of on patrol. I don't know if you can hear that siren in the background. That is our local police department chasing a couple shoplifters. We had gotten on patrol on one of our local trouble spots, and immediately started doing our checks: check the perimeter, check the nearby wash, check the dumpsters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course check on our local homeless encampments, one that the uh, city had cleared out, uh, full of tagging, uh, that's uh, graffiti, for those of you don't know, and they had cleared everything out, pressure washed it, got rid of the graffiti, painted over it, so if, of course some people came in today and just re-tagged it up, it'll probably take the city another six months to a year to address it again. But they did get that encampment cleared out and then rain came in of course a few days later and just kind of furthered people not moving back in and this of course moved where our local homeless encampments were Uh, one which we had behind the building in an alley that's of course not part of our area of operation began to grow from just one tent and a bunch of acquired materials to uh, about 10 different tents and people used to use that area to walk their dogs, ride their bicycles, jogging, whatnot, which, of course, a lot of that had ceased uh, to people no longer feeling safe or comfortable going through there anymore. So much so that I would regularly get comments, uh, particularly from females, about how they no longer felt it safe to walk their dogs or jog through there. Unfortunately, it being beyond my area of operation, there was nothing I could do other than advise them to contact local law enforcement if they witnessed any criminal activity. Now, of course, the city uh, does have homeless programs and they do occasionally send representatives to go and talk with them and try and get them to move on, get into a shelter or participate in some of the programs. Uh, Some do, a lot don't. You know, it really just depends on the person. And so, of course, you can imagine my surprise uh, when the encampment is completely gone. Now, we had seen a few leave, and sometimes that's due to uh, personal issues in the encampment. Uh, people are arguing with each other, have disagreements, and so they just kind of move on. Uh, sometimes it's just temporary for safety or because of shelter reasons. They can pull resources if there's, a w- you know, weather. Or sometimes there is just safety in numbers, and they know that people won't harass them if they have enough numbers. Now of course where they chose is uh, kind of smart because they had the protection of tree branches and of course a brick wall. And they were able to just kind of set everything up in a long line. Everyone had their own space, yet they were close-knit enough that they could all protect each other, communicate, work together. And with it also of course being on public property, uh, there really was no trespass available um, until a representative from the city and law enforcement gets involved to clear them out because they are blocking uh, an area where people travel. Uh, For example, sometimes maintenance workers or landscapers who are working for the city have to get back there to trim trees due to, you know, fire issues, doing fire prevention, and just clearing brush out of the way so people can keep traveling. This isn't the responsibility of a business, and so it falls to the city to hire somebody or have their own department to take care of that. So today, when I came on, uh, this morning, the, one of the tents was still there, and that tent had been there for quite some time. And so we were just expecting this guy to just kind of be there, be the local uh, homeless person, so to speak. And now his tent's gone too, fully packed up. Not like his tent was ruined and he left it abandoned, because sometimes that'll happen. You know, sometimes they'll just leave a trail of uh, scrap materials and garbage, and everything was cleaned up completely cleaned up the only signs that they were still there was that the ground is entirely too flat where you can see where tents and such were just in place for too long and so the ground had become flat under them and so that does make me wonder why the sudden move You know, sometimes they'll move on if a place is just too difficult for them to operate in or if they're not able to get what they need from the area. Uh, And while we were unable to prove a lot of it, we had a good feeling that a lot of the local theft uh, was in part due to them, as well as a few other uh, encampments in the area, uh, as well as all a few professional shoplifters who operate in the area. Some of the professional shoplifters would almost use them as a kind of cover. Uh, You'd see them discard a lot of the anti-theft devices just kind of in a trail as they headed towards the local homeless encampment. And I wonder if the professional shoplifters were using them as a uh, smoke screen, if you will, where they knew that if they ditched the alarm tags there and they went direction of the homeless encampment that people might think, oh, well, hey, it's just the local homeless doing it. And of course, if you're paying attention and utilizing your security cameras, you can be like, yeah, no, it's not the local homeless. It's these guys who are just traveling in that direction. I do know the local fire department uh, was constantly responding to roughly their location uh, due to uncontrolled fires, Uh, whether they were cooking fires or warming fires um, every now and then they would lose control of it. And this is due to them not building a fire pit Or building any kind of shelter for the fire and they were literally just having a fire straight on the ground so if the wind picked up it would blow coals and sparks and flames and it would hit the nearby uh, brush and trees and the dry leaves and branches and they would regularly catch a tree on fire it would happen you know at least on a weekly basis I figure the point where i was just like maybe we could get our own hose and we can put some of this out ourselves without having to bother the fire department because a lot of them were just really small fires and if you get to them quick enough you know they're not going to spread but that's not something that the property management wanted to deal with or even the store themselves wanted to deal with they're just like let the fire department take care of it um i wish i had a fire extinguisher that i could use to take care of it sometimes and while i do Uh, For a company vehicle, it's a small extinguisher. It's meant for like an engine compartment fire you know, it's it's not meant for brush fires and such and If I had used it, I would have run out quickly To the point where he would be using our own fire extinguisher on a weekly basis. So there is a cost there and I get that You know, it would be kind of smart though You know if the building had its own hose not like a fire hose, but just like a regular garden hose so you could spray water since it was becoming such a common issue you know if it was an actual big fire at the very least maybe you could stop it from spreading or getting closer to the building but that's not something they wanted to deal with so it just is what it is But, getting back to those shoplifters, once again at that lovely location, Ross Dress for Less, only this time around the shoplifters actually assaulted some people. Uh, so the police department got here pretty quick, um, there were a group of four of them, uh, two of them got detained by customers uh, who witnessed the assault, a uh, couple of veterans, Army and Marine Corps, and funny enough one of them who also works security on the side. And the other two got away. Uh, That's where the sirens that you heard, they were chasing after them. Uh, One of the other persons who was associated with the two veterans uh, started following them with their vehicle down the road and they probably didn't even know uh, that someone was following them because it's an unmarked vehicle, it's not security, it's not law enforcement. And apparently they were on the phone uh, with the 911 operator just updating the location of the people that they were following while the other two were sitting here just detained, basically under the threat of force of these two veterans. And I stood by, along with another guy, just to provide law enforcement with information we could and to ensure that no one else got hurt. Uh, But really, these guys just kinda chose the wrong day. Uh, They picked a day where, one, uh, they assaulted someone, no go right there, and two, uh, they just happen to have a few customers nearby who cared, who just live in this community, and you know, I talked with the, the, both of them, and they're just, you know, we're tired of seeing this kind of crap. You know, they'll hang around in certain areas some days and just uh, make sure stuff isn't happening because they live nearby. And you know, when you're working security, you appreciate any support you can get. Um, for example, I was ch- uh, chasing a shoplifter once, and. Someone else came up running behind me. I'm like, oh, this is either going to go really good or really bad. You know, maybe this is his buddy. And it's this uh, big six foot plus tall, broad shouldered, muscle guy. And I'm just like, oh man, this is not going to be fun. And turns up, uh, he's there to help me. Uh, he's a retired police officer. And just he saw what I was dealing with and came full sprint to help me out. <laughs> and so we got everything back, and you know, that guy took off. and. He called, uh, he still had some buddies in the department, called somebody up and he's like, hey, you know, you might get a 911 call. I assisted in uh, shoplifting. They found the guy down the road hiding by a dumpster. And because I had to deploy pepper spray on that incident uh, since he started swinging stuff at me. And once he realized he was uh, surrounded, not really surrounded, but you know, you got two guys kind of corner him. He's just like, screw it and takes off. Uh, but they found him hanging out down the road in an alley by a dumpster just trying to wipe out the pepper spray from his face but back to this one so i don't know if they got you know i was still here with these guys i don't know if they uh, caught the guys i asked the officers if they needed any more assistance they said no uh the two customers that helped out they didn't need any assistance i don't know what happened with the third guy uh, chasing the other guys down um, so I'll, I'll be standing by here until they need me If they need me, Uh, they probably don't. Ross usually doesn't like to share a lot of info with me. So, well, they've got one loss prevention employee who does. So I'll talk with him next time I see him, say, hey, you know, what did they actually do about it? Did they press charges? Because from my understanding, they assaulted a couple uh, customers and an employee on the way out. So who knows? Maybe they'll even do that uh, reactionary security hiring and hire up a company for a couple days. And then they'll sit here and do nothing if not who knows my spot here is up in about an hour so and i let the officers know if they need me they know how to get a hold of me that's something you'll do with security always let the officers know if you're leaving like if they don't directly need you to stand by like i had one incident where a guy was running around with a knife and we got all the businesses to close down because we had a kind of group text with all the managers and even if the manager wasn't on shift at the time, they sent a text out to their employees. They called their stores and like, hey, just you know, lock up. Security's gonna go around and tell you guys what's going on. And we did, we went from store to store. Hey, this is what's going on. Police department recommends locking your doors. You know, your customers can shelter in place or leave right now, but we recommend you guys lock your doors. And the entire plaza uh, shut down uh, for the duration. That ended up being like a three hour thing. I was supposed to be gone. it was like 10 p.m. I was working that night and I was supposed to be gone at that point and I ended up being there till midnight for a whole three-hour duration Uh, turns out the guy had some mental health problems Uh, they were able to talk him down you know he didn't hurt anybody but he went around the whole time just like swinging a knife in the air and obviously that made people very nervous Um, and of course you know and I'm surprised sometimes when this doesn't happen Uh, I'm in a environment where uh, people are allowed to have firearms. Um, So sometimes I wonder, you know, when something like this happens, it's like, damn, where is it that one guy with his gun? (laughs) Sometimes I think about a frequent flyer I used to have um, that I actually ended up getting to know the local beat officers and even the uh, corrections officers at the county jail, uh, because that I would encounter this person. PD already knew who they were. We had names, we had descriptions, we had pictures, we had everything. Uh, you know, even copies of court records and stuff. And they had an, a similar incident where they're just pulling knives on people, going up doing aggressive panhandling and then threatening people if they didn't get money. And one person actually did uh, pull their firearm on her in self-defense, but they did not have to discharge their weapon, uh, she took off such a frequent flyer it's just like man and you joke about it morbidly but you're just like man really could could that one person not have just done the whole city a favor because everybody knows who this person is businesses up and down an entire street know who this person is the cops know who this person is the city attorney knows who this person is but they were just enough of a problem that it made everyone's life difficult who had to interact with her but not enough of a problem for the uh, city to really go after her, or for the county to really go after her in any sort of legal setting. But of course, on the flip side of that, I you know never wish that on anybody. that They have to actually use their firearm in self-defense. It's you know just something. It's part of that morbid joke. You know, you kind of wish like, ah oh, man, if this person could just never be here again, ever. That'd be great. But then you also don't wish. You know someone ever happened to discharge their firearm on someone ever again because that of course in itself brings a lot of personal trauma that you just you know you shouldn't wish on anybody so it's a little bit of a d- double-edged uh, mentality there where you just kind of hope this person gets dealt with and the whole city never has to deal with them ever again but then you also don't want to wish that kind of trauma on anyone either so it's kind of messed up but yeah uh, they got two guys in custody in this case and the other two down the road, who knows, their buddies might rat them out or as far as I'm aware, they do have a license plate, but we'll see what happens. Um, I've seen other incidents where they're using someone else's vehicle and the police have issues with locating those persons. And unless something violent happens, like in this case, uh, they're just not too keen on actually chasing them down. Or maybe just the resources aren't there. They got other stuff they got to deal with. But in this case, they might actually do it, you know, since my understanding is that they uh, shoved people in the store. I don't know if they displayed a weapon. Um, So that's neither here nor there for me because we don't actually patrol inside their store. It's just we're around because their store causes a lot of problems or attracts a lot of problems, however you want to look at it. Well, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's more sirens in the distance, so maybe they have them. Who knows? It appears they're headed this way, so who knows? Well, let's see, it is an ambulance and, yep, police cruiser. And they are headed in the same direction that the other two took off in, so. Yeah, that might be related, but you know, if you're working something like this, you know, definitely make sure the officers know when you got to leave. If they need you to stay, uh, that's something you want to go call your supervisor and say, "Hey, law enforcement is asking me to stay here on site because they might have additional questions." And you know, I've I've gotten overtime uh, quite a few times doing that, and you know, sometimes your supervisor's not happy about it. But hey, if you're a direct witness to something and local police need you to be there, it's just one of those things that happens. And that might suck for you. Maybe you had after uh, shift plans or you had something you had to go take care of and unfortunately that's just something that comes with the job. Um, So it's important to let them know that if you do have to leave at a certain time, like hey, um, if you don't need me here, uh, here is our company number, here's our company cell number, Um, this is the address of our company. If you need to contact me tomorrow, or you need to contact our company for any kind of footage, like maybe you have a body camera or a vehicle camera that saw something, you know, and usually the uh, security guard themselves doesn't have access to that footage. It's usually password protected. So your supervisor can unlock it, download it, and send it off to the department, but that's not something you can usually do. Um, Sometimes you might have access to your body cam, but you might not have access to actually download it. So in your case, maybe you can show them on you know, right on the body camera screen, hey, this is what happened, but I can't download it here. We gotta take it back to the office, download it and then email it to you guys or put it on a disc, whatever. And in those instances, after taking your statement, they'd be like, yeah, man, go ahead and take off. Uh, we'll reach out to you and your company uh, if we have more questions and then you can take off. But if you don't tell them anything, yeah, man you, you just end up standing there the whole time and they'll get to you when they get to you especially if you're just like a peripheral witness if you're not directly involved like you have some information but you're not directly involved like these other two guys were then especially if they know they can get a hold of you later like hey okay you work for this security company we got your number we got your address we'll come talk to you later about it we'll get info later and sometimes that's good because that gives you time to like think in your head when you're doing your report like okay step by step what happened that lets you kind of write everything out and then your company can give the police department a copy on your uh, incident report it's like okay this is what our security guard wrote down this is what he remembers here's a copy of the video footage if we have it Um, and also make sure to let them know that hey which stores have cameras and what locations so that they can go okay we can go to this store and pull this camera footage Because like, for example, this Ross, if I were to go in there and ask them for camera footage, they'd tell me no on company policy. But if I were to go two stores down to this other store, they'd be like, oh, you need camera footage? Heck yeah, man, here you go. Like, come, come take a look at our security office. We'll let you know right now. So it really does just depend on the business. So to make sure you let those officers know, hey, this business has a camera at this angle, so that way they can go and pull what they need to pull. And sometimes you'll get a copy of it anyway. Uh, especially if it's like a plaza and, like the plaza needs that info. Sometimes the uh, property management leans on the store like look I know you got a company policy but this incident happened on our property. We need a copy of the photo of the person so we can make sure that they never come back again. So that's where we'll end our quick shot on patrol. Just a quick story of an incident that happened that I felt like commenting on. Tune in next time for another episode of Security Stories, and as always, stay safe out there.